Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about dealing with Halloween candy, right? Halloween's here, and so let's talk about how to deal with candy. And we're gonna break this up into kind of two parts. The first part is if you're going to eat candy today and you're fine with that, we're gonna talk about how to get the most value out of it. Uh, the second piece is if you don't wanna eat candy, right? So if you wanna avoid eating candy, we'll talk about a couple strategies to do that. So the first one is if you're gonna eat candy, you've already eaten it, um, the first thing I want to do is talk about a strategy of how to eat the candy to get the most value out of it. And what I would suggest is that you eat the candy like a gourmet. Okay, so eat the candy. Don't stop yourself. But when you eat it, really pay attention to it. Look at it. Uh, notice the packaging. Notice the candy itself. Appreciate kind of the texture of it. Um, as you eat it, take small bites uh, and really taste it. Okay, notice how it feels on your tongue. Notice how it tastes, um, the swallowing it, the feeling of it. Really kind of be mindful while you eat the candy. Enjoy the hell out of it, but be aware of how it tastes, how it feels as you eat it. And then that brings us to the next part. When you're done eating the candy, I want you to increase your awareness. Increase your awareness of how you feel afterwards. Um, do you have a burst of energy? Is your throat get dry because you're thirsty because of the sugar? Uh, do you start to feel kind of, I don't know, this kind of frantic energy, you know, sometimes from the sugar? What does it feel like when you eat the candy, right? How does it feel in your body? How do you feel mentally? How do you feel emotionally? Pay attention to that because, again, it's not about saying, no, we can't eat the candy. It's about appreciating how the candy tastes and how it makes us feel, good and bad. Sometimes you may find that you don't feel that good after eating candy. And if that's the truth, we want to recognize that and connect to that feeling. Okay, so now let's talk about if you want to eat less candy, two strategies for that. Um, the first one is we want to start to generate an indifference to candy. Sometimes we act like candy is this absolutely amazing thing. And, it, and it's good. I mean, we've all had our, you know, there's always times when it is good and times when it's meh. And so what we want to do is intentionally, if you don't want to eat candy, is not fight against cravings, but to go deeper and to realize that the way you're thinking about the candy has a huge impact on how much you crave it. And so instead of just focusing on kind of the marketing of the candy, and what I mean by marketing is, you know, the bright, shiny outside label, you know, and packaging that it's put in, but also all the memories you attach to that candy. A lot of times, especially on Halloween, we associate all these memories and feelings of being young, having fun, being children, um, you know, grandkids, kids, all, the, all this emotion and memory gets wrapped up with the candy. And I think it's important to recognize that that's not necessarily true, right? Those are memories we have, but eating the candy now really has not a whole lot to do with them. And one way to get through that marketing, the packaging and the memories is to look at the ingredients. Okay, so that's a real effective way to kind of snap yourself out of the candy trance that we can sometimes get in is look at the ingredients and read them. And that has a tendency to kind of pull us out of that um, kind of reminiscing about old times, you know, getting caught up in the marketing, the packaging of how they put it out there. And so the more calm and relaxed you keep yourself, look at the ingredients and recognize that what you're putting in your body is not the marketing and not the memories. You're putting these ingredients in your body, the, the sugars, the dyes, the different things that you can't pronounce. That's what you're putting in your body now. And so I think doing that is kind of a helpful um, strategy as well. And then finally is to keep yourself in the best position possible to deal with candy cravings. And so if you are satisfied, if you're hydrated, if you're rested, if you're calm and relaxed, if you're focused on your big goals, it's going to be a lot easier to see the candy for what it is and to genuinely kind of feel this sense of, eh, it's good and all, but I just don't want that. Okay. And the more you kind of tap into all of that 
Again, go for a walk, drink some water, take a nap, relax, right? Nourish yourself with something healthy. The more you do those things today, the easier it is, even if you're tempted with candy, just say, eh, I don't really want that because you're in a better place to do it. So I hope all this helps you out and uh, I hope you have a happy Halloween, whether you candy or not. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, do my best, do my best to give you some insights, some insights for them. Um, no, I know. Does everyone talk about <laughs> weight loss on a on a Halloween day? It's like getting on here. I will not be around on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas, Christmas. I draw the line, but uh, Halloween is a funny one, right? It's a. Uh, it gets. It, it, boy, I tell you, I think they're gonna start Halloween in summer. <laughs> I always joke they start putting the candy out in August now um, for people, so it's so funny. But. uh yeah, how's everyone doing today on, on Halloween here? I just uh, just got back here. I, I try to get these lives every day. I don't know what's going on in here. Um, I try to get these lives every day at noon, and uh, today I was a little bit late. Billy <laughs> said I could never stop at one. Yeah, I know. It's hard, right? It's not. I I I don't eat a lot of candy, and uh, during the year and during Halloween, I always give myself a week to eat eat it and it's always the same experience that i eat it the, the first time I, I eat whatever usually peanut butter cups are kind of my thing i'll eat it i'll be like oh, this isn't even good this is gross and 10 minutes later i'm like is there another one <laughs> you know that kind of kicks it all off it, every year it's kind of the same thing it's it's interesting it, it's it's just it's weird like it doesn't even taste so good sometimes but it's a, it's addictive right and it's made to be addictive that, that's the thing um you know I don't talk about that a whole lot, but I mean, obviously, I think we all know that to some degree that a lot of the food is designed to be addictive, right? Do we know that? <laughs> um, but the level at which it's designed to be addictive, I think, is beyond what anyone thinks. You know, there was a book I read, um, Salt, Sugar, Fat, and that went into real detail about what the food companies do to make their their foods addictive. And it's beyond anything you'd imagine, you know, I, I always share some of the, the highlights of that one is like Ben and Jerry's makes ice cream by dripping ice cream solutions into people's mouths while they're in fMRI machines. So they're scanning their brains in real time to see which ice cream solutions um, light up their pleasure centers the most, you know, but, um, you know, it's just the level, the level at which these foods are created to be addictive is just so far beyond what you would just intuitively imagine. It's, it's hard to believe. <laughs> There's another one. I always remember this, but Frito-Lay has a giant campus down in Texas. And one of the things they have on that campus is a chewing machine, right? It's a $40,000 chewing machine that is there to figure out the perfect pound per square inch of potato chip. Because again, the, the, the crunch, the mouthfeel, is um is one aspect they're tracking to make the foods addictive <laughs> it's again it, it's not just flavor you know what i mean they have a whole list of things they're looking to um you know there's meltdown how fast the food melts down in your mouth they consider uh like cheetos is one of the you know that, that's not on the mount rushmore of a processed foods because as soon as you put it in your mouth the saliva starts to melt it down and that makes it more addictive you know so again i'm just giving you some of the some of the details but it's a complete, you know, I always joke that, that you think like there's chefs making your foods that you like to eat, chefs working in a kitchen on recipes. It's way more likely that it was chemists in a lab creating the foods that you like the most than it is chefs. Um, it's very, very 
you know, it's very chemistry oriented and it's at that level um, of creation. And I think that's helpful to know. I, I Along with that idea, if you've never seen it, The Insider uh, with Russell Crowe is really good. And it... Uh, it's it's about the the whistleblower Russell Crowe's a whistleblower for the cigarette companies and he starts talking about all the stuff that they were doing to the cigarettes to make them addictive, add pneumonia into them so that again it's absorbed quicker into your bloodstream, and it's really interesting. And the reason I say it's it's valuable in the context of weight loss is these food companies. Well, a they're the cigarette companies. That's the first thing. But b they're looking to make the most addictive product possible. You know, and we have eighty two percent of the population is overweight or obese now. You know, and, and there's multiple reasons why, but one of the biggest reasons is our food supply is literally, they're, they're looking to make the most addictive foods possible. Now, there's always this weird thing with humans that they say, oh, well, I'm not going to be, I won't, it's not addicted to me. I'm not addicted. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the, the, the stats say otherwise. So, um, and I think, you know, it just, it, it also makes it realize like, like trying to just, you stop, just, I'm just going to eat less. I'm just going to stop eating that stuff. That's like saying, I'm just going to, you know, a drug addict saying, I'm just going to stop doing drugs and alcohol saying, I'm just going to stop drinking. You know, a willpower approach with weight loss is as ineffective with weight to lose weight as it is with drugs, alcohol, gambling. You know, I, again, not to, not to bum everyone out, but if you realize what's at play here and stop minimizing it and overestimating your abilities, you're going to be able to get on a path where you can actually create the changes you want. But you got to snap out of the, you got to snap out of the idea that, you're just gonna one day wake up and be a totally different version of yourself. You know, um, we have to learn from people that have struggled with their behaviors in an addictive framework and learn from them. And the first thing you gotta learn is that there's more to it than just saying, oh, I'm just gonna stop gambling. Oh, you know what, I'm gonna cut it down. Oh, I'm just gonna stop drinking, I'm gonna stop doing drugs. And, and just like they're not gonna stop without some deeper intervention, you're most likely not gonna just stop eating as much food as you t typically do or the types of food you typically do, and all of a sudden just lose the weight, you know, just through willpower alone. Like, I don't know, like in a different context, I always say that like, like dieting is like, just say no for weight loss. And uh, remember, just say no, it's just like, just say no to drugs, so simple, right? But that simplistic, superficial approach to stop doing drugs, if we look at that now and say, well, that's not enough. That's not a, that's not a robust enough intervention for that problem. And, but when it comes to weight loss, what, what's going on, right? You're going to, so Monday's going to roll around and you're going to what? You're going to give up carbs. You're going to stop eating sugar. You're going to cut half your calories out. You're going to stop eating for 16 hours, whatever it is, right? You're just all of a sudden going to do that is what you think. It never happens. You've never been able to do it long-term, but for some reason you keep thinking that that's what you're going to do. And that thought is keeping you in a, a literal, an ongoing chronic trance, you know, of, um, that keeps you stuck at your current weight. So I don't know. It's at least a different take on things. <laughs> That's what bums me out about weight loss. It's a crazy. It's the same thing coming at you all the time. It's always like a different plan, right? It's always like, whatever the details are, don't matter. Don't eat for 16 hours. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat sugar. Whatever the details are change. But the, the thing that remains the same is they're just telling you what to do. And then you're just supposed to get yourself to do it through willpower. And there's gotta be more to it. Doesn't there? Luckily, there is more to it, and that's a good thing. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. They're like, oh, well, I just thought I just needed a plan. Well, you don't need just a plan. You need to understand how your mind works, right? You need to learn how to be able to influence your behaviors, and to influence your behaviors, you got to influence how you feel, 
and influence how you feel, you can influence how you think. It's that simple, you know? But once you do those things, now you're in a completely different paradigm of weight loss, you know, where it's not about weight loss, it's about weight mastery. You know, not about just getting to your goal weight. Oh, I, I did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's like, okay, now I'm here. Now I'm going to live here forever. Right from the beginning. Wouldn't you like to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot? Wouldn't you like to just live your life <laughs> and uh, be at your goal weight? You know? It's funny. I, I'll say stuff like, like I'll be, I make a video about thin and healthy and people get triggered by the word thin. Um, and they'll be like, well, I'd rather be fat and happy than thin and healthy, you know, or thin and miserable. They won't say thin and healthy. They just, that word just literally, it's like they're blind to it. But people say, I'd rather be fat and happy than thin and miserable and restricting all the rest of it. And it's like, well, that, they ain't the only options. <laughs> Those aren't the only options for you. You know, there's another option. You could be thin, healthy, and happy too. How about that one? How about you, you still, you can eat what you like and enjoy yourself and be thin and healthy and happy. Whoa, that, I didn't know that was a possibility. I know, I know you didn't think that because you associate pain to, to losing weight right now. Some level, if you didn't, you'd do it. You'd be actively losing weight, you know? Do you have any books you'd recommend on this entire topic of weight mastery? Uh, I, I get asked this a lot until I write my book, which I got, I, I'm working on it. I By the end of the year, I'll have it. Um, I don't see, I don't see anyone talking about weight mastery, to be honest. To be honest, <laughs> I don't see a lot of people talking about weight mastery. I don't see too many people making that distinction. I see everyone saying, oh yeah, losing the weight, you know, that, that's um, that's part of it, but the real journey starts when you got to control it. You got to stay at it. Okay, well, what do we, how do we do that? Well, that's the hard part. See you later, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I don't see a lot of people talking about it. I'm sure people do, but for me, it's like, I'm obsessed with weight mastery. I don't give a shit about your weight loss. You know, I'm not impressed by, I'm not impressed by the, the weight loss piece of it. I mean, I am, don't get me wrong. It's impressive, but it's, it's, you've got to know that that's not the goal. Y your finish line cannot be, I just want to lose the weight, right? Because you want to keep the weight off, don't you? So if you want to keep the weight off, then that's, that's a different goal than I just want to lose the weight. Oh, I don't give a shit, Jim. Once I lose the weight, then I'll figure it out. No, you won't. No, you won't figure it out. No one figures it out. So you might want to start thinking about it now and stop over... What you're doing is you're overcorrecting. You're over... You're doing drastic things to lose weight fast. And then you can't keep up that drastic thing long enough, usually to even get to the goal. And even if you get to the goal weight, you can't keep up the drastic plan. Ta-da! <laughs> I mean, how many times have you done that? You know what I mean? Like how many times have you done something kind of uh, extreme to lose weight, did it for a little bit, lost some weight, and then couldn't keep it up? I mean, if you're watching me right now, probably everyone, you know? And uh, so at some point, you know, 20, 30, 40 years into this, I just want to lose weight. You take a step back and say, you know what? Fuck the weight loss. I don't care. I don't want to just lose weight. I want to do it in a way that I'm able to live at for the rest of my life. Oh well, now you're on the now you're on the right path because now with the path of weight mastery, we're not in a rush. Okay, you don't have to lose it all this month. We can lose it over the next year in a slow, systematic, strategic way that you build up a foundation, a way of doing it that you can maintain forever. You've got to extend your time frame. You know, um, but yeah, I wish I had better books. I, I don't have any. I literally, I don't. I can't think of a book on weight mastery. It's always about weight loss because that's all care people focus on and care about, you know? So when I write my book, it'll be about weight mastery and I'll let you know. <laughs> but yeah, right? No, no one's doing it. Uh, 
SJ, all right, uh, my friend, I am fat and happy. Super. I, if you're fat and happy, then then I am happy for you. Again, this is I I don't care at all what you all want to weigh. Like I, I don't care at all. Um, you come to me and I what do you want to weigh? What's your goal weight? You tell me. Great. Let let's get you there. If you're already there, you wouldn't be working with me. <laughs> but it's like if your if your goal weight's here and you're up here and you don't know how to get here, that's what I help you with. You know. So I don't give a shit. I know there's plenty of people that are fat and happy. I know there's plenty of people that are happy. And there's lots of people that are fat and unhappy. Hey, and there's people that are thin and unhappy. So they, they are, you know, they're separate um, to some degree, you know, but overall, uh, you know, typically as you get older, the thinner you are um, in, in a healthy range, typically your health's going to be at a higher level. Typically, there's always outliers. There's always other other factors, but but at a whole, that that's the case. I was living on my goal weight for almost two years until I relapsed into bad habits. Yeah, that sucks. Um, and I know that sucks because it's like you did it and then you stopped doing it, you know? And, and that's what I really focus on is, and then I like it because right from day one, we're focused on maintenance, you know, and, and program yourself then. Because what is the point of losing weight that you put back on, you know? Um, now, the good news for you, know is at least you've got two years of neural connections and associations and, and muscle memory of, of being that version of you. Um, it would be interesting. I would like to know, see, when you say I relapsed into bad habits, I just want to dig into that because I wonder what happened. Did you move? Did, does their new job, some big life event happen around that time? Um, if not, I bet there was something that triggered it. And, uh, you know, so, but at least you have all those old, that old conditioning that you can rely on still. So you're in a better spot than others, but what you want to do is look at how you did it and tweak it and make it more comfortable. Um, Jim, are you going to do a book signing? Um, yeah, well, you know what I'll do is I will, I, I'm going to do, um, what I'm going to do is I'll have, uh, I will have the books and I will get a certain number of them that I will, I will, I will have and I'll, I'll sign them specifically for people. And it's going to be part of a, uh, like a program that, that, that I'll be doing. It'll be like a special offer so you can sign books, which is, is cool. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And uh, I'm just getting a bunch of things done. I, I, it's, it's fun. Again, you know, I, I want to talk about something here if I have any questions. Um, yeah, uh, can't wait for the book. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, I can't wait to write this thing. It, it's I'm so excited and I, I feel like I got I got it down what I'm doing here. Um, I'm happy. Good advice. Good job. I got 50 pounds to lose to be happy. Happy. Okay, Brittany. So I'm glad you said that. Um, at the same time, right? We do not, don't do this. This is a big dieter mistake. This is so common where they say, once I lose the weight, then, right? I'll be happy. I'll be healthy. I'll be confident. I'll be, blah, blah, blah. no, don't do that. Don't do that. You can feel any emotion you want right now. You generate the emotions in your body with your mind. Okay. So there is zero reason you need to wait to be happy to lose 50 pounds. Yeah, right. Um, you can be happy right now. And guess what? That's going to make it way easier to lose the 50 pounds. And here's the thing. Wouldn't you rather be happy now and be more happy once you've lost the 50 pounds than to feel like shit now and then wait to be happy 50 pounds from now? Right? Because your mood, I'm always trying to tell people this. It's your, your weight issue, your main weight issue is not a knowledge issue. It's not that you don't know what to eat. It's that you don't know how to get yourself to eat what you already know you should. And what happens, right? When, you, when you're eating the right stuff on track, and then there's other times when you're eating the wrong things that you know aren't going to make you lose weight, 
what is the difference? It's not knowledge, right? In both those situations, you know what you should and shouldn't eat. So that the information stays the same. What's different? It's your mood, right? When you're eating well, when you're on, on track, on the wagon, you're, you're, you're more relaxed, you're calm, you're focused, you're motivated, right? And then you're doing the right stuff. When you're not, what's going on there? Well, usually stressed out, depressed, frustrated, annoyed. And you know, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what I eat. I don't give a shit. Who cares? That's what you're saying to yourself and that's how you feel. And, and so it's not the knowledge piece that makes any difference. You know the same shit in both situations. The difference is how you feel and how you're thinking in each one of those. It is your thinking and how you feel that is driving your behaviors. And you have almost zero ability to influence how you think and feel. So how are you ever going to stick to whatever plan you pick? Keto, intermittent fasting, Weight Watchers, Mediterranean, pick it. It doesn't matter because the same problem remains. Get whatever fucking plan you want, it doesn't matter because all the plans work. You know what I mean? All the plans work. They did a huge study on low fat versus low carb. Guess what? Worked the same for people that did them. That's the problem. Can you get yourself to do them? <laughs> right? That's, that's what's interesting. And that's what you can't do. And know that, so the diet's never going to teach you that. You need to learn how to influence your thinking, your feelings, and ultimately your behavior. And um, then you'll, you'll be able to live whatever weight you want to live at in a happy, healthy way. Um, deep down, I know that I should be happy now. Thanks for the reminder. You're welcome, Britton. You're welcome. And by the way, so listen, go to my, go to my bio and click the link and get the hypnosis session I give you, Brittany, because, and then everyone, but this will especially help you because again, what most people do to try to motivate themselves to lose weight is beat the shit out of themselves, right? You try and make yourself feel like absolute shit about how you look, how you feel, what you've done to yourself. And you try and just, you're beating the shit out of yourself to get yourself motivated, right? That's your motivation. Is your motivation strategy not pain, right? To beat the shit out of yourself or what you've done to yourself and how bad you feel and look and all the rest of it. And then you try and <laughs> that's your starting point, right? Is to make yourself feel like shit. And then you follow a plan that's absolutely extreme and, and just, it's so overwhelming to you. That's your strategy. If you took a, one step back and look at your weight loss strategy, it's to make yourself feel like shit about the situation you're in and then follow a plan that's so overwhelming. You can't do it. Right. I mean, is that, is that sound any accurate? So again, I'd rather feel happy, but so go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session. I give you, it's called the new thin me. It's a unique approach to weight loss motivation. Cause instead of making you feel like shit, it's going to make you feel inspired and motivated and excited to lose weight. Imagine that. And then after, you know, I give you the hypnosis session. I give you a training three steps to master your weight. Go watch it. You know, it doesn't have to be this way. It can be better. And he says, I got 30 pounds to lose by end of next year. Okay, hey, good for you. I'm going to say end of next year, not end of this year, I hope. <laughs> That's a very long time frame for a person. Do you mean by the end of 23? Or do you mean by the end of 24? If you mean by the end of 24, I applaud you. If you mean by the end of 23, uh, your best case scenario is that you crash diet, lose it, and then probably put it on the beginning of 24. Not to be a dick. i just saying it like I seize it. Um, are you against process, processed foods at times. Uh, I am not. I'm not really against anything. My main, program yourself then the core philosophy is there's no right or wrong, there's only what works for you. And so I mean that so deeply, I really want you to internalize that. There really is no right or wrong. The one right or wrong I do, there's one thing I have not seen a person ever successfully 
master their weight with without doing, and that is structuring their reading. You've got to have some structure to your reading in some way. But other than that, I've seen people succeed in every way possible. Okay. And so do I think, again, everything's relative. And I think this message is important. Do I think processed food is great? No, I don't. Um, I think, I think, you know, whole plant-based natural foods are the ideal. Okay. But everything's on a spectrum, you know? And so if you're talking like lean cuisines at times, um, do I think that that's the best thing? No. But do I think a lean cuisine's better than um, going to McDonald's or getting a pizza? Uh, yeah, there's less calories in it. You know, your weight loss all comes down to reducing your average calorie consumption. And so you can do that in a million different ways. So you need to figure out the way that works for you. Now, I do think lean cuisines, um, I think what you're going to find is you're going to eat them and there's less calories in them, but they don't satisfy you. They're, they're not satiating. And so you'll eat less calories, but then you'll be hungry a lot and you'll probably overconsume what you, you know, the, the calories you made, you, you minimize during the meal. I think afterwards you get hungry and then do it. Maybe not though. So again, pay attention to what happens. But again, you can lose weight doing absolutely anything technically. Um, the, fit, the plan is to figure out what works for you in the most comfortable way possible. So if clean cuisines for you are the best thing right now, start doing those, start implementing those into your plan. And then as you move forward, you can start to optimize on those. That's what I would suggest. Um, you recommend... Oh, yeah, you recommend the book uh, Salt, Sugar, and Fat. Do you have any other books about the food industry? Um, yeah, The End of Overeating is really good. Um, salt, Sugar, Fat. Let me look real quick. I keep like kind of a digital brain about books that I read. Let me see here. Because Michael Moss was the... Yeah, Hooked. Uh, Michael Moss is the guy that wrote Salt, Sugar, Fat. Um, Hooked is another book he wrote. Really, really good. Um, so, the, the, yeah, those three will keep you busy. And... Again, you don't need a million, read a million of them. I think a couple books of just realizing what they're doing is really helpful. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Anita says by 2023. Yeah, 30 pounds, 15 pounds a month. Yeah, during the holidays. Like, what's the rush? You know what I mean? Like, why? Here's what I'm saying, right? I, this is my message. Take it or leave it. Most people don't like this message. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, what what is the point of losing 30 pounds? How would you lose 15 pounds over the next four weeks, 30 pounds over the next eight weeks? You know, I'm not saying it's absolutely impossible, but it's close to impossible. And uh, even if you did it, it would be some very, very extreme plan that would be almost impossible to keep up. But people are going to do what people are going to do. Um, they actually fill me up. Great, Brittany. Then that's great. If they fill, if they fill you up, super. Noticed how, um, noticed how long they keep you full up, though. Okay? And start... Here's the thing, Brittany. So, so lean on the Lean Cuisine meals and... Start supplementing with, with bananas, apples, some fruit, um, carrots, you know, celery. So just get some vegetables in there too. But yeah, again, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you in the moment. Oh yeah, ultra processed people. That's a good one too. Um, I meant 2024, please. Yeah, great then. Okay, Anita, now we're talking. Right? So if, uh, yeah, if you mean 30 pounds over the next year, I love that, right? There's a saying, I say this all the time. Um, I don't know where it came from, but, but it's that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So I am regularly encouraging people to start thinking about your weight loss in terms of a year. It, it's so like, oh, it, it can be so just, okay. You know, because what's happening, God, the more I reflect on this, it's just like so obvious. But every time you go into a weight loss plan, really anytime you think about weight loss at this point, you go into a, a tense stress state. 
Because you 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 have linked weight loss with so much stress and tension from the diets, from being upset about the weight you're at, to feeling bad about yourself, to struggling to change your behaviors. It's all linked up with stress. So when you think about weight loss, you subconsciously, you go into a stress state. And when you're in a stress state, we don't think clearly. And that's why in that stress state, I just got to lose the weight. I just got to lose the weight. Water fast. I'll cut my carbs in half. I'll, I'll get rid of sugar. And we get these extreme plans that are just these knee-jerk responses that are unsustainable. And a lot of people I find are just literally locked into that way of thinking now. They can't even they can't even relax and calm down. This was one of the first things I noticed. When I opened my hypnosis office and I began working with people, weight loss was always a big focus of mine, although I did do more general stuff back then too. But um, even with, with weight loss especially, one of the things I quickly noticed is that we would talk about weight loss and I would see people getting all worked up and, and give me the whole spiel of how they usually thought about it. And then we would start doing some hypnosis and they would start to relax and calm down. That's one of the biggest benefits of hypnosis and self-hypnosis is you really learn how to influence how you think and feel. You learn to kind of calm yourself down and relax very easily and quickly. And so these people would relax and calm down. And then I would ask them questions about weight loss. And what I noticed right away, I was like, holy shit, this, they've, never, they've never thought about their weight loss from a relaxed, calm, solution-oriented solution place. They're always stressed when they think about weight loss. And all of a sudden, when they thought about their weight loss from a calm, relaxed, centered place, they started to think completely different. Listen, all, you're, you're multiple personalities. And when it comes to your weight loss, you're at least two. There's the part of you that can be calm and relaxed and think about your health, your weight, your goals, why it's important, what you want to do. And that part of you thinks one way about it. And then there's the part of you that gets really upset when you step on the scale or see a picture of yourself or the clothes don't fit and you freak out, freak out. Think about what that means. You literally freak out. You activate your fight, flight, or freeze sympathetic nervous system where all the blood goes from your brain down to your body. It's a very impulsive, reactive state. And so it's very difficult to come up with a real efficient strategy to understand what's going on, to come up with real solutions when you're in that state. That, that's a state that's meant to fight, flight, or freeze. It's, it's, just a, it's not meant to think and strategize and find solutions with. That's what you need your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the hypnotic state is really, again, one of the biggest values of hypnosis is it's, you, you need to think about self-hypnosis almost like as a meditation, but it's an active form of meditation. Hypnosis and, and meditation are very similar brain wave patterns, right? They've measured, they brain scan people when they're meditating, when they're hypnotized, very similar state of mind. But there's a huge difference in what you're doing with that state of mind, okay? And so meditation, a lot of times, you're either clearing your mind of thoughts or you're focusing all your thoughts on one thought, one thing, one mantra. With hypnosis, we're getting that state of mind where you're open, your imagination's raring, and we're using it to program in new thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that are gonna get you the results you want. So when you calm yourself down and relax and you feel centered and focused on solutions, you start to look at the exact same problem and now all of a sudden, instead of focusing on the problem of freaking out, you remain calm, centered, and you start finding solutions that work for you. And that, I believe, is the path you need to take in order to truly master your weight, where you live at your goal weight day to day, year to year, for the rest of your life in a way that's natural, normal, and comfortable. 
so that you can focus all your energy on other things in life. You'll be able to take living at your goal weight for granted. You'll just eat the right foods. You'll know how to deal with going to restaurants and social situations. You'll be able to feel better, relaxed, de-stress without food. You'll be able to be happier, to feel the emotions you want to feel in genuine ways without needing food. And you still enjoy food, but you'll enjoy food the way it's meant to be enjoyed as a taste, pleasure, sensory pleasure, sensual pleasure, not as a mechanism to deal with all your deepest emotions, <laughs> right? That's the problem now. You know, listen, I believe all weight issues come down to emotional eating, right? Because like, if you're not emotionally eating, you're eating for nourishment. You're just eating to nourish your body. And if you only ate enough to nourish your body, that would be your natural weight. The problem is we live in a society that trains us to use food as our main emotional management strategy. You know, that's one of the big, big things you got to figure out. You know, what would be an example of a better, more satiating meal in your opinion? Um, just in general, a more satiating meal is going to be, you know, what are the most satiating things? And you can look this up, by the way. I, I always, I teach this in a, in a lesson, um, but you can look up the most satiating foods and you'll find protein, right? Protein satiating. That's one of the reasons they build that into keto. But the biggest satiator, the thing that's going to satisfy you the most, the longest, the best is fiber. I, I truly believe this. Genuine fiber, not, not supplement fibers, okay? I'm talking about fibers that come in the form of fruits, vegetables, greens, beans. You eat more of these, you put more fiber into your body, and you will feel more full longer. It is that simple. Fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, okay? Um, so those are really satisfying. Um, and then the more whole, natural your foods are as opposed to processed, again, that kind of means more fiber in general, but... Um, more natural whole plant-based foods as well are going to satisfy you longer. So yeah, anything that's not, so let me, let me flip it the other side. Anything that's not sugar-based, flour-based, processed, anything that's not those three things is probably going to satisfy you longer. Um, getting a getting healthy again, step-by-step. Step. Great job. Good job. You can do it. Go get my hypnosis session. Watch my training. It'll help you. Slow but sure slow but sure and for a lifetime have learned from you thanks yeah oh great great Anita. i'm glad so okay so you got me right because again I, I can always tell if people are new um to, to my world or if they, they've been watching based on the time frames that they think and so that's really funny to me um i'm glad you said that and yeah slow slow and sure for life i love that for life for life again that's what i want you all on i want you on the weight mastery path you know notice the difference let me just talk about that real quick the weight loss path is obsessed with just losing weight. And you think about the weight loss, getting the goal weight as the finish line. And it's not. It, you have to wake up from that fantasy because you've all lost weight before and then put it back on. You're not happy you lost weight and then put it back on. You're not happy, oh, it was X amount of pounds for one week. That, that doesn't fill you up with, with happiness and pride. You're frustrated about that. So you've probably done that multiple times. Lost the weight, put it back on. So it's not about losing the weight. Because the way you lose weight quickly and the way you lose weight for good are totally different. And so you have to let go of the lose weight quickly piece. I love listening to you. Thank you. I'm glad. I, that, that's what I'm here for. So I, I hope this all helps you out. Um, so when we start focusing on losing weight for good, whew, well, that's how I want you to feel, right? Because a lot of people, they say, no, Jim, what I, what I refer to this whole thing as, it's like calm weight loss. Yeah, and it starts by setting a different goal. See, when you think about weight loss, it turns it subconsciously, it turns it into a sprint where it's like, I got to get there as fast as possible. 
you know? And you think of it like this sprint and it's like, you know, if you think about a sprint, it's like the only thing that can win a sprint is perfection. If you trip a little bit, you've lost the race, right? The only thing that wins a sprint is perfect. And any little mistake feels what? Catastrophic, a lost. You did, you did lose the race if it's a sprint. And so that's how it feels when you try and lose weight, right? You think of it like a sprint, any little mistake you make feels catastrophic and now you feel completely discouraged. Because if you made a, if you're like real strict now, keto, intermittent fasting, no sugar, half the carbs, half the calories, and you make a mistake, what's, what's going on in your mind? You say, ah, shit. Now when I step on the scale this week, it's not gonna go down. I blew it. You see what I mean? So you're thinking of such a short time frame that any little mistake blows you off the, the pail, off the track. Now, if we compare a sprint to a marathon, you can trip a little bit on a marathon, you can make it up because it's longer. There's more space to make it up. The timeline's longer. And so a longer time frame has so many benefits to it. And one of the big ones is that it's able to absorb the mistakes because you're going to make mistakes. I always say like, to be honest, dieters are probably some of the most delusional people on the planet. Like legit, <laughs> dieters are probably the most delusional people, maybe the most. I mean, they're, they're right up there. Dieters are some of the most delusional people on the planet. What am I talking about? I'm talking about this idea that you are going to start some strict plan, keto, intermittent fasting, no sugar, half the calories. You're going to start this strict plan and you are going to be perfect with it. You know what? Let me step, take a step back. It doesn't even have to be a strict plan. It could be some general, I'm going to eat less. I'm going to cut back on the carbs. I'm going to eat more protein. And I'm going to start doing that tomorrow until I lose the weight. It doesn't matter. You think you're going to be perfect starting on day one. And you're going to be perfect all the way until you reach your goal weight. Why though? That's the question. Have you ever been able to do that? Long term? If not, why would all of a sudden... Tomorrow or next Monday, would you be able to do it? Just magically, right? It's, it's weird. I, I just made a video on this. It's like, you know, I, I play guitar. I'm, I'm just, I kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm beyond dabbling. I've been playing for a long time, but I haven't really committed myself to it. So it's like, my best is kind of right here when I'm really focused and all the rest of it. Um, but I don't think my best is up here. <laughs> but dieters, it's like your best is here. Maybe you're able to stick with it for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. But it's like you keep thinking you can just be up here. Oh, I'll be perfect starting tomorrow. Why? Why would you think that? You know, your best is here. Your best isn't up here yet. Why would it be? You're inconsistent. You're all or nothing. You're, you're off more than you're on. So why would you get better? You keep repeating the same beginning cycle. You're like a hamster on a hamster wheel, you know? So it's important that you start to create more realistic expectations for yourself with a more realistic plan or otherwise what are you doing you know i mean how many times you how often are you think about weight loss and how many times do you actually start doing it i don't i'm not trying to be a i know this is obnoxious and this is the this is the value of what i get to do i guess this, <laughs> you like it or don't like it i see people leaving but it, it, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bullshit you you know what I mean? That, that's the beauty of what I do. I have the Robin Hood model of business where I, I, you know, people invest a lot of money with me and that allows me to get out here for free and do this. The, my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. So um, the beauty I have that's very rare in the weight loss world is I'm not going to sell you a bunch of bullshit. I'm not going to tell you a bunch of bullshit that makes you feel good for a moment so I can take your money and then just leave you, go screw now. Because that's every, every weight loss plan I see is basically that. Oh, here's the master plan. Okay, here's my money. Here's the plan. See you later. Make sure you follow it. Okay, well, hey, guess what? The problem isn't the, the plan. The problem is I don't know how to follow it. 
I've gone through 50 different plans. I don't know how to follow a plan consistently. I don't know how to change my behavior. Okay, that's the problem. And these diets aren't helping you do that, you know? So, yeah, I know a lot of people want to live in fantasy land like some magical plan is going to come around the corner and change everything. But why would it? You know, the plans change, but you stay the same. You've got to change. You've got to stop focusing on information and start focusing on transformation. <laughs> Jamie says, you're talking about me. I'm sure, right? And again, this isn't, you know, I, I'm not, um, it's certainly not attacking. It's not aggressive. It's, it's to point out the big problem because no one is ever saying it. Or, or yeah, I'm sure there's some people, but, but very few people are saying it. Most people are walking around that want to lose weight thinking they just don't know what to eat. You know what to eat. <laughs> you don't know how to change your behaviors. And you don't know how to change your behaviors because you don't know how to change your feelings. And you don't know how to change your feelings because you don't know how to change your thoughts, right? Once you know how to strategically, once you truly know how to influence your thinking, your how you feel regularly and how you behave consistently, you, you've mastered your weight. Do, do you know what I mean? At least you're, you're on that path, right? Billy says, hello, you're smart people, so why so stupid food commercials? Um, it's a combination of factors, you know, and you are all so smart. I know anyone who's still here listening to me. <clears throat> I can't say that you're smart. I, I can't say I'm smart, but I know what we all have one thing in common. We're all overthinkers, all right? If you're still listening to me, I know you're an overthinker because I talk fast and I'm throwing a lot of stuff out on a different level, and I know you're an overthinker. You're probably a perfectionist. And what ends up happening is you get caught in this loop of thinking, you're always thinking about weight loss, but what you're always thinking about is the problem. You're always saying, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why can't I eat the right stuff? Why do I keep eating ice cream? Why do I keep eating the cookies? Why can't I get myself to exercise? Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> and it's always focused on what you're doing wrong. And you're just manifesting more and more and more and more and more of that. And you think the solution to everything is to just all of a sudden be perfect. Right. Okay. Well, oh, can't do it this week because it's Halloween. So we'll, it's next week. Okay. We well, can't do it next week because Thanksgiving's in three weeks. Okay. We well, can't do it now because now it's Christmas coming. Right. So it's like the perfect thing is bullshit. You're never going to be perfect, anyways. What you need to do is you need to find a plan that you could start right today on Halloween. I always joke, programming self is the only program you'd ever start on a Friday because it's easy. I make it easy intentionally. What do you think? You need another fucking impossible, difficult diet plan? Is that what you think you need? Another reset? <laughs> Do you need another reset to master your weight? You need a cleanse? You need a water cleanse? You need a cleanse? You need to fast for 30 hours? Is that what you think you need? <laughs> How about you go the other direction and you say, you know what I need? The fucking easiest plan on the planet that exists. I need the easiest weight loss plan that was ever, ever created. That's what I need. Because deep down, you want the fucking hardest plan. You want the hardest diet. Don't lie to me. You want the hardest plan possible because you associate that with the fastest weight loss results. You're so obsessed with fast that you don't realize you are just stuck on a hamster wheel because it's obsessed with you are as fast. How much weight have you lost since January? How much weight have you lost since last Halloween? Right? Right? You, you, oh, if it's not fast weight loss, I don't want anything to do with it. How much weight you lost last year? Maybe it's time to stop being so obsessed with fast. Right? And maybe start focusing on as long as possible because it's way easier. If you started this last year, you would have been in a completely different spot right now. I got someone, she's not here. Dawn, Dawn's, she listens to me every day just podcasting for a year. She's lost like 40 pounds and she lost like nine of it in September. You, you know what I mean? Like you guys are just, you're thinking about your weight loss in terms of days, weeks, and months. What the fuck? How, what's that all about? Don't you want to live at your goal weight forever? 
Who gives a shit about losing weight fast? You've got to realize that that's not what you want. You know, you've got to change the goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. Listen to those words, living at your goal weight, not getting to your goal weight. Yeah, great. That's a big deal. But that's just the starting line. Your goal weight is not the finish line. It's the starting line. How long do you want to live at your goal weight for? How long do you want to keep the weight off for? I can hear you saying forever. So <laughs> shouldn't you approach this with a different strategy? Because your strategy is, I'm just going to lose the weight and then what? I'll figure it out. No, you won't. You won't figure it out. You've got two mindsets right now. Your overweight mindset and your dieting mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between them. And sometimes you're really lucky and you get your dieting mindset, you get your goal weight down. But guess what? Same fucking problem. Overweight mindset, diet mindset. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know how to think. I don't understand. I know how to think like an overweight person. I know how to think like a dieter, but I've lost all the weight. I don't know what to do now. Ha ha ha. Right? Why do you think you put the weight back on? For those of you that are actively losing weight and getting close to your goal weight, do you feel that anxiety, that stress as you get closer and closer to your goal weight? That's because you have two mindsets, overweight, diet. I don't know how to be thin and healthy, Jim. I know that. That's what you need to learn. You need to learn how to think like a thin and healthy person. And where are you learning that from? Weight Watchers, they're just telling you how to eat. Keto, they're just telling you how to eat. Intermittent fasting, just telling you how to eat. <laughs> I'm not going to keep going through every single diet, because but I just say the same thing every time. They're just telling you how to eat. Who is teaching you how to have a thin and healthy mindset? Because that's the goal. Your weight is a reflection of your mindset. Your, your weight is a physical projection of your mental self, how you think about yourself. And if you think of yourself as an overweight person, how are you going to live at your goal weight forever? How does that work? How do you think like an overweight person and be at your goal weight forever? I don't know. Yep, that's me. I realize this. <laughs> You're fired up. I was all fired up. Oh, calm down now. So true to me. Yes, yes, yes. I want my goal weight forever. Yes, yes. That's what we want. I want my goal weight forever. Who gives a shit? Oh, it's going to take you a year. What? Sit with that. Sit with that impatience. Are you going to let your impatience sabotage you forever? Because that's what it's doing. Right? I say, okay, this is a year-long plan. A year? How long have you been wanting to lose weight for? It's been 30 years. Okay, so this is this is only going to be a year and then you'll be at your goal weight. Nah, nah I don't think so. I want to be there next next month. But you've been doing this for 30 years. Why don't we? <laughs> nah, I think I'd rather just do this plan where I'll start losing two pounds a week, three pounds a week. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, but no thanks. I'm just going to do this plan. Okay. <laughs> That's what it's like, you know? Of course you want to be your goal weight forever. Start saying that. Start saying that. That's the, again, you want all these mantras, you know, you want all these mantras in your head, you, you know, and, and so anyways, I mean, that's what we do in the program, program yourself thin, you know, it, it's, it's the best program. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and I think it's the best program for that, you know, but what it does, and it's so unique this way is that, you know, first of all, you learn how to program your mind. That's the most important piece. You have no idea how to influence your mind, right? Why are you on track here and not on track here? What? You ever thought of that? Why are you on track? Oh, I, was, I was doing great, and then then I wasn't. Hmm, okay, well, wait a second. It's the same you. What what was the difference? What's the difference? I don't know. I, I was on track, and now I'm not. Right? Like, this is as deep as people go with it. I don't know. I was doing great, and then I'm not. Now I slipped. 
I fell back in old habits. Well, what's what's that mean? What, what that's it? I gotta get I gotta get back on the wagon. That that's it. That's that's the that's the level of understanding you have about all this. You've been trying to lose weight for thirty years, and that that's what you got. I, I was on track, and now I'm off track. I was on the wagon, now I'm off the wagon. That's it. <laughs> that's what you know. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You need to have some more understanding about how your mind works. How about how can I get back on how can I get back on track quickly? What's your strategy? Program yourself in is literally built around that. It's called the redo technique. It's the main core of the problem. You know why? Right? You, you don't even know why. Because you think like a dieter. So deep down, you think you're going to start on some Monday and be perfect. You think you're going to ride a, a, the perfect wave to your goal weight. You think you're just magically at some point, you're going to be perfect with your crazy plan and get to your goal weight. You're not. You're not going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect on a long enough timeline. You're not going to be perfect on a short enough timeline. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you, let's be honest. It, it, and it's not a, it's, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. I'm not perfect. Like I'm never perfect. I've been doing this shit for 30 years. I rarely have a perfect week. Like, like almost never. But I'm at my goal weight. How? How is that possible, Jim? How? How? Oh, because I get back on track fast. You know, in politics, they say it's not the crime, it's the cover up. It's like that with weight. It's not the binge. It's what you do afterwards. And what you do is you get off track for months or years. <laughs> if you look, if right, because every dieter, right, you're all or nothing, all or nothing, all or, I'm all or nothing, I'm all or nothing comes to weight loss. Well, maybe you shouldn't be. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be. Because if you look at the last year, how much you've been all and how much you've been nothing, <laughs> right? Let's be honest. With your weight loss, let's just say the last year. How much have you been nothing and how much you've been all, right? The average person I ask is it's usually 90, 95% nothing and five, 10% all, you know? January 1st, I did it for a week. <laughs> March 2nd, I did it for three days. Uh, then I, then I was like, then April and May were coming. I was freaking out about bathing suits. So I did it another, I got another week there, you know? Then the summer came. I don't know, fuck that. And then, oh, then, then September come. I get focus mode, school mode. So I did that for another week, you know? But what was your, how much in the last year have you been nothing, doing nothing? Thinking about weight loss all the time. 100% the whole year thinking about weight loss. 90% of the time just doing nothing though. Just thinking about it, doing nothing. I got to lose weight. Oh, I feel like shit. Oh God, what's wrong with me? Why don't I do something? Right? And then, then like every once in a while doing something extreme for a little bit right? Maybe you'd be better off doing all or something. What? Yeah. You can still do your 10% all when you get all fired up and motivated. Great. Fine. But how about we focus here and we start focusing going from nothing to something. You get a little bit better, right? Because this is where you're spending most of your time doing nothing. And you think you're going to magically make this giant jump up to doing everything perfect. That's your paradigm for weight loss. How about instead, yeah, do the all thing, but consistently do something, something, even if it's little, and then you do a little something more, a little something more, a little something more, a little something more, a little something more. After a year of doing it like that, you become another version of yourself where you naturally are making healthier food choices. You have a healthier lifestyle. You think better. You feel better. And it feels normal and natural. It's sustainable. You know, that that to me would seem like a better approach. <laughs> Jamie said, thank you, I needed this. I'm glad, I'm glad. And uh, Anita, you're welcome. Wish everyone could hear this. It's awesome. I appreciate you saying that. I wish everyone could hear this because I feel the reason I, I do this stuff for free is twofold. One is physical and one is mental and emotional. 
Um, the physical part is that, you know, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So for me, weight's life and death, you know? So I do this for free. I do, the, I do these live calls every day and I, I got even more stuff coming to you again. If you have not yet, go to my bio, get the hypnosis session I give you, get on my email list. I got a lot of cool stuff coming for you. Um, I'll help you for free. Yes, I have a program. You can work with me, but I will also help you for free. Um, the reason being is that for me, weight is life and death. I want you to live as long as you possibly can. Okay. And the second part is emotional. I want you to have the best quality of life while you're here. That's what I want for you. And that's why I do this. And so I think the better you eat, the healthier you live, the longer you're going to live. I think it's that simple. I think the science is pretty clear on this. And in terms of your mental and emotional reality, the better you feel about yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, the better quality of life, the more fun things you do, the better your relationships, the more money you make, whatever's important to you usually improves the better you feel, the more clear-headed you are, the more balanced your emotions are, right? So uh, that's what I'm here about, right? And that, that's what I want to help you with. All right, I got to get out of here. Got to go eat some lunch. And then I got some coaching calls coming up. So again, if you ever want to work with me, you can go join the program yourself. Then, of course, it is discounted right now. It will not be for long. I do this because <clears throat> I want to encourage you to do something different. Do not wait until January 1st. Christ, <laughs> please. <laughs> You're welcome, JV. Don't wait till January 1st. You don't have to join my program, but please send your brain and body a new message this year, okay? And don't fall into the trap of, oh, that's Halloween. I'm stuck with Halloween candy till the middle of November. Oh, I'd start, but oh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Oh, I'd get started, but there, here come the holidays. I'll wait till January 1st. That's two months, okay? Again, you don't have to be perfect. All or something. What was I just telling you? All or something. Let the holiday season be something, but don't let it be nothing. Don't just check out for the next two months. Don't ever check out ever again. You see what I'm saying? That's the something thing. Just do something through the holidays that's healthier. Drink more water. Start going for walks. Eat a salad a couple times a week. Eat more fruit. Start meditating a minute a day. Do some relaxation exercises. <laughs> again, it doesn't have to be an extreme diet, but don't do nothing. Don't do nothing over the next two months. Okay, go into the new year with some momentum at least. Doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. And start training your brain and body that you're always doing something. Always something. Okay, that's the secret. That's how you get better results than you've ever gotten in your life. Okay, and to help you do something, again, go to my bio, click on get the hypnosis session. I give you the hypnosis session. I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. And I send you emails every day. The emails I send you are from a program I used to charge for. And now I just give them to you. So that you have encouraging, supportive, coaching content coming at you to help remind you there's a better way to go about this than dieting. You've got nothing to lose <laughs> and everything to gain from this. Okay? And so take me up on it. It's free. You don't like it? Unsubscribe. Okay? But stop thinking that dieting is the only way to lose weight because it's not. And I'll show you how free. <laughs> All right. Um, love the all or something mindset. Your videos have helped so much. That's awesome, Mackenzie. Super. I'm glad. I'm glad you like that. So take it a step further. Get the training I watched. That training is so good. 
You know, I, I think if, if you like this at all, I think the train is a hundred times better because it's, you know what I mean? It takes you through the whole thing, you know? Yeah, and all or something is what it's all about, right? That's the core philosophy of program yourself in is that we want to be all or something. We're always in the game. We always get 1% better a day. That That's the philosophy. It's the 1% better a day philosophy um, that we just want to be 1% better than we were yesterday. Then tomorrow will be 1% better than we were today and on and on and on. And a year from now, you're not 365% better. You're exponentially better because each one builds on the, the previous improvements, right? That's the path of mastery. It's never ending and it's fun. It's exciting. Weight loss doesn't have these miserable shit ass deprivation, crappy feeling that you get from, from weight loss that, that, that you think that's how it's done. It, it can be better. It can be fun. It can be enjoyable. It can be easy. All right. So thanks so much, everyone. I appreciate all your con, all the questions you've been asking. Have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.